Blog Talk Radio. You have drew the Wheel of Fortune card. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Golden and Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. The role of Pam is now being played by Candace Mack. Hi, everybody. (laughs) 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 Welcome to Take2Radio. Of course, I am Candace, Pam, and our day's queen is not here tonight. Oh, how much do we miss them? Oh, they better be here next time, though. Mark my words, they will be here. But don't worry, I'm not by myself. I have the handsome, courageous, bold and beautiful, and young, and not restless, Anthony. Hello, honey. Hello, hey, hey, hey. And we have perhaps, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deem this nickname on him. He's... He's funny. He knows how to take a punch instead of an RKO. Hey, if you're a Russell fan, you got that. And he knows his stuff about stuff, too. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Okay. So we got a lot to cover because, woo, child, there's been a lot going on between the time we last talked to you guys till now. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. I think one of the big things was the writer strike. It's mm-hmm. over. Round of applause to the writers for sticking together and saying, we want what's ours. So it's official. They have signed the new contracts so the writers can get back to work. However, mm-hmm. oh, there's still a strike still out there, and that's the SAG Afron strike. Um, there's discussions that's going to restart tomorrow. Hopefully, fingers crossed, double fingers crossed, that by Friday this will be over too and we can get back to work. Um, Anthony, do you have any insight? Of uh, yes, I, I actually do. Um, I had a conversation today. The leaders from both sides are meeting tomorrow at 2 in the afternoon to discuss the the last point on a deal that they think both sides will accept. It is, it is looking very promising that it will be over by Thursday or Friday. Yay! Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! So, you know, most of our primetime, um, you know, juicy shows that we can't wait to come back are not going to be back until January, February. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, Depending on the fine points of this deal and some of the things that I heard in this conversation earlier, it looks like next early summer 
we're going to see another strike. Because there are things that they could put in this contract which would aid contract negotiations next summer that they are being hard-lined on and are not going to make it to the contract. But people need to get back to work, and you're getting most of what they want. And so we may end up seeing another strike next summer. And as somebody who does a SAG Afron podcast, I hope not. (laughs) I I, have no idea how much I miss. No, I'm going to be honest. I really, I know everybody says this. I really miss miss my Forever Today cast. And if you guys are listening, I love you and I miss you. And I'm your boss, so you guys, we need to talk about coming on here too. Okay. So, I'm just like, okay. Also, I just want to clarify this too. There has been no word about the daytime Emmys. Real talk. No, nothing. It's most likely going to probably, and this don't, you know, but the way it's looking, it may be a cut and paste, cut and dry moment on the talk. The reason yep. is because it is now, it's October, even though it's still early, they're prepping for next year's Emmy, Emmy race. Um, and it is kind of cutting it close. Now, I will say this. There may be, I'm going to put this out there too, there might be a chance that it will be a two-hour telecast because there is nothing on prime time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because there's I'm heard reality. That, it, that they are already in talks to do a two-hour talk prime time special, the Emmy winners, and okay. what we'll we'll hear something to the effect of a clip from each nomination, you know, a thirty-second clip from the right. reels that were submitted, and then they'll just have the winners with um, a, pre, you know, a pre-recorded video message with some special soap opera um, alumni, so to speak. I'm thinking like Linda Dano maybe. Right, Tim um, Zimmer. You know, that will pop in and out as, uh, you know, at the table with them, you know, to, to get some glitz and glam and, and things like that. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we're watching the story unfold um, because – well, you guys all know. Um, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of the daytime Emmys. Vinny, I don't know if you know that or not. I'm like, Anthony can tell you. I'm a huge fan of daytime Emmys. Like, I live and breathe that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, let me see. Was there any other soap news before we jump into? Oh, man. Can I just there... say that, you know, with the writers, <laughs> with the uh, SAG after strike still going on, I've been enjoying seeing John Cena and The Rock on WWE programming. <laughs> I mean, that's probably one of the biggest, you know, things that's one right of the there. Positive, so to speak, if you want yeah. to say "quote unquote" positive of the writer stri- of the yeah. SAG after strike. Um, but the negative is that Heels, one of my favorite shows, that was on Stars, was canceled, probably yeah. because of the strike. Um, so. I'm really hoping that that gets picked up by another network if the strike is over. Uh, Michael Malley seems to think that the uh, seems that, that show is going to be picked up by another network, another streaming service. Uh, if Stars doesn't, that you know, uh, reverse course. Uh, so I'm hopeful. Right. I mean, I'm hopeful for a lot of the shows. I'm, and you know, we, we always say this. You know, the strikes do affect daytime and. 
Dave says you don't have to worry about it for the next couple of months because the writer's strike material is going to be around December, like mid-December, early January. But, you know, with General Hospital, Young and Russell's a bold, you know, some of the writers did go back the same day the strike mm-hmm. was over with, and some started coming back this week. So we'll see what, what happens when all this is done. Before we get into it, we just want to remind you, you can check out uh, this episode as well as previous episodes over at Blog Talk Radio and all streaming platforms. Just type in Take Two Radio and check us out. Before, and again, before we get started, I have to give a shout out. This past weekend was the 19th annual Daytime Stars and Strikes event held in the beautiful, lovely New York City. Daytime Stars and Strikes is a charity event established by a dedicated group of volunteers um, with the, that was started, with, started from, created from, Daytime Emmy Award winner, and we love him and we miss him every single day, Jerry Van Dorn and Elizabeth Kiefer, a.k.a. for Gone Light fans, Boston Blake, and for you one like the last fans out there, you know, Clint Buchanan. Okay. Their whole thing was to raise awareness that started out with breast cancer, it turned over to autism. Stars from all the New York soaps, at one point, there were soaps in New York City, all came together to help raise money. This past weekend, there was three events. There was the Bradley Cole concert with Bradley Cole. You guys know him, Prince Richard and Edmund. Emmy Award nominee, Robert Newman, hello. Ron Raines, as well as the amazing Kim Zimmer who did a concert, Justin Deeds was in attendance as well, and also Alan Locker, you guys know that. Over the weekend, there was a Bible barbecue um, that Eileen Christian went to, Forbes March, a very pregnant Kristen Alderson was there, Dina Tonioni, and there was a bowling event as well. Money was donated to help with autism awareness and also the Jerry Van Dorn Scholarship, which was created on behalf of Jerry Van Dorn, who loved theater. Um, the scholarship honors Jerry's love, and funds was raised through the events. The scholarship is awarded to theater, theater with students on the autism spectrum to attend, attend camps product, and productions, and, to, you know, the tuitions are free to enhance their social skills through role play because that's very important. If you like to make a donation, and by the way, they did not pay me to say this. I'm doing this because you guys know how much I'm a teacher. I love soaps, and, and we're a community. You can Venmo at daytime flat, I'm sorry, dot, I'm sorry, not dot, hello, slash, stars, slash, strikes, 2004. We'll post that on, on our website and also our Twitter account, and I'll also retweet that as well. But I just wanted to say um, congratulations to everybody who donated yesterday. Um, and this is what this is about. This is how daytime operates, you know. We're a community. We're a family. And we stick together and we help each other out. So I just wanted to say that. So and Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you before we jump into the soap itself. Um, I think it's time for us to do another public service announcement. Oh god. And yeah. I'm thinking about two specific soap stories that ha- um that have become fodder on, on all of your various social media spaces. First, Laura Wright, every couple, you know, every about once a year, this pops up that Laura Wright is leaving General Hospital and blah, 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 blah. And for a couple of years, Laura ignored it. Last year or, or 
18 months ago, however, how long ago was the last time this surfaced, she very gently and, and most politely, you know, told a couple of people off. Um, she didn't do it as nicely this time, but I think it needed to be said. Bit of backlash. Um, and the Jen Lilly, um, oh, God, what's her name? Uh, um, Emily, Emily O'Brien. O'Brien, thank you. Situation. And I'm going to pull back just a little bit globally before, uh, you know, I toss this back. To, I'm going to toss it to Vinny first, actually. But I, I want to pull this back to all, all of the fake spoilers out there, including the posting storylines from like four years ago that might sound like something that's happening right now, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting clicks, you're getting likes, you're getting mm-hmm. hearts or thumbs up, or, you know, maybe you're getting a little sprinkle of rainbow unicorn dust, whatever you're getting for your own personal accounts, God bless, but you're hurting the soap community. You are hurting mm-hmm. our community. Executives look at stuff like this, and they use this as justification when they're trying to cancel a show. And it just creates a hard space. For those of us, like the, you know, six of us, six, are we five, six, six of us that do this show, it makes it a harder space to be legitimate. I'm going to toss this to Vinny now. What, what, what are your thoughts on all of this? Well, I, I, I second that. I, you, you know how many times I've scrolled through Facebook and I see, I see a ton of posts, oh, Steve Burton is coming back to G- to GH and it's confirmed and Jason will be back now. And, you know, it's like, I always comment and I'm like, until he's off of Dave's contract, which I've heard rumors that he is off contract now. I don't know for sure. So I don't want to spread any rumor and innuendo. Um, he's not off contract. Un- okay. He so is not off contract. He comes back up for contract. In, in uh, February. So, yeah, until he's actually off of Dave's contract, there's no chance of him coming back to General Hospital within the next, you know, two months. But it's, it, I agree. You know, and, and you know what? It, it goes the same with every yeah, genre of entertainment. Yeah, through life and pay bills. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you see the whole thing with any any kind of genre of entertainment, whether it's Soap operas. We see it with wrestling too. All the clickbait, um, but and that's exactly what it is. You get your clicks. You get your people to look at it, and it's a bait and switch. It's a blatant bait and switch, um, and it does. It hurts. It hurts the genre of entertainment that you're trying to you're trying to say you love, uh, because I don't know, you know, about other genres, but. Uh, the the powers that be at, at most of the, you know, uh, I would say the remaining two networks that actually show soap operas, they want to use it for news. I mean, I remember when they canceled, you know, uh, One Life to Live and All My Children because they wanted to put other talk shows. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the two, but to put on another half hour of news or they wanted to put on uh, Good Afternoon America or whatever the, whatever it was. So they want to use those time slots for other other shows. So if the you know clickbait, the the dirt sheet writers, as I call them, um, if they want to keep putting out all this false information and um, just to get people to their websites, it's going to hurt the business. It's going to hurt the genre overall. Unfollow or block. 
posting comments, you know, that this isn't true, this is bad, don't do this, that just causes it to get back up in the feed, to get back in front of people's eyes, Mm -hmm. and to get them more clicks. So even when you're telling them off, you're still making them money. You're still getting them the clicks they need for their little advertisements on the side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just unfollow or block. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Candace, I know you got something to say. If you, okay. When you okay, when you click on an article, it, we're all smart, right? We're all smart. Or when we listen to something, I always do the context of the article or the wording or whatnot. But you know what I also do? I look at the date. Mm-hmm. I look yep. at the date of the articles because I saw a recent story. We're going to talk about this story later when we get to the show. And everybody was like, oh, well, I guess there's no point of this storyline if such and such, you know, read me a contract. And I'm just like, take a look at the date of that article. Take a look at the date. And it was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. that was a couple of years ago. But you already did yep. the damage because you clicked on it. Then you retweeted it out into social media other people to pick up on and make it a current situation. And then when, like you said, when an actor gets wind of it or an executive or somebody else like that, and then the truth comes out, everybody's going to be like, well, such and such said this and such and such. And it's like, come on, you guys. Like, mm-hmm. wait until first and foremost you hear clarification from a reliable source. I constantly say that all the time. You know some of these actors are very open on social media, not as much as they used to. But when it comes down to certain things, I'm pretty sure they'll say, you know, hey, da-da-da-da-da. But when you force them or they feel forced to say something, it's sort of, it, it's not a good thing. So people, please, as a public service announcement, before you repost or do all that, take a look first and Look for certain clues that can make you question some things. Again, look at the date. Look at the date. And, and I'm going to say this on, as, yeah. as a follow on what you're saying exactly. Nobody is ever going to hear an announcement like of someone like Laura Wright, Maurice Bernard, um, uh, uh, Nikki, uh, you know, any of them. Uh, you're not going to see an announcement that someone is leaving or jumping ship to another show other than from Soap Opera Digest, the actor themselves, the show publicity, the, you know, the actual show's official Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, sponsoring. If you see it from She Knows Soaps or something, something, you know, bubbly dish today, it's not can guarantee yourself it's not true. Go ahead, click on the article if you really want to verify it, but don't repost it. Don't like mm-hmm. it. And then once you see that it is false news, unfollow and unlike. Because, uh, unfollow or block, because once they see numbers going down of how many people they're actually reaching, they will probably start doing, doing such blatant. They'll still put a few through because that's the nature of the beast of the business. But they're going to put a lot less of it out there. And to force actresses to get, and actors to get out there and have to defend themselves and take backlash for defending themselves is just so unfair. 
and it's not healthy for the shows that we love. Thank you. All Thanks. good. Bingo. And like they always used to say when I watched cartoons, the more you know. Or when I watch cartoons, that's all, folks. But it's not all. That's not all, folks, because we have to talk about the soap. So me being the person that I am, and because, Vinny, you're still, the, you know, you're still wet behind the ears, you're the, the fresh one. What soap of the ones that you watch would you like to talk about first? Uh, you know what? I gotta, I'm going to have to go to General Hospital. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, i got to go to General Hospital because, um, you know what, I was so excited to see Gladys finally get her comeuppance and see Sasha come out ahead of, uh, of the BS that Dr. Montague and Gladys were putting her through. Um, when last Friday's episode ended and – you know, we saw the door get kicked in, and I just knew it was Cody that got there somehow to uh, to take down Montague. And I was expecting a little bit more of a fight. Um, I want, you know, granted Montague got his uh, got a punch from Cody. I was expecting a little more, but either way, uh, Cody saved the day, saved Sasha. That whole thing is over. Although I was a little disappointed that uh, Sonny just sold, just sent Gladys back to Bridgeport, which is only about you know forty five minutes away from where I live, uh, but at this at the same time, uh, I, I was kind of hoping for her to be going to the Pine Barrens, um, but then again, Sonny even when she's fam, even though even the fact that she's family, Sonny wouldn't go that far, I don't think. But that was my favorite storyline of this past week. Okay. Anthony, what was your favorite part of General Hospital? I, I'm going to agree and disagree with Vinny. Um, I think this storyline took a two, two or three unneeded stupidity twists. Um, mm-hmm. I, where I disagree is I, I'm glad he didn't send her to the Pine Barrens. And for two reasons. First, I think the actress is phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Absolutely. And if they can find a way to bring her back, maybe not even to redeem her, if they can find a way to bring her back on screen, I would be interested in seeing more of her. But secondly, Mm -hmm. you know, I think if they did that and they showed us on screen Sonny actually eliminating a family member, it would change the dynamic of of the mob storyline forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I I'm just not ready for that. Um, but most more importantly, I like the actress. And and if there's yeah. a way to bring her back in a year or so and have another you know creepy kind of storyline or something, you know, I would like to see what they could do with her, even if it is a redemption storyline. Um, I, I think she's a good enough actress to give another shot to a couple months a year down the road. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. Bonnie Burroughs was fantastic in the role. And, yeah, you're right. I, you know, having her just be shipped away, the only thing the only thing I will say is 
that kind of causes a little bit of a continuity error where it comes to Sasha's guardianship because she mm-hmm. is still technically the guardian of record for Sasha. So uh-huh. um, until, uh-huh. until or unless that gets resolved, she technically still has to stay in Port Charles um, unless there's a way that Sonny's going to pull some strings to get that taken care of. But again, we haven't seen any of that. We just saw her being shipped away from Port Charles. So well, that, Vinny, is this that's what we're saying. Thing because you have to, you have to realize there is no way she would walk out of Ferncliff that way. There is no, you know, right, there would yeah. be police involved, especially that there was already a breakout just right. what, two weeks ago. You know, of whatever the timeline yeah. is. At four days, seven days, whatever it be, there would be such heightened presence of security. So we're gonna just have to suspend the disbelief. And I hate to say it because there are there most of the storyline. I hate to say it, I really do because it, I, I, three months ago I was really excited with where General Hospital was going. Um, yeah. Most of the storylines have gone to the absolute and utter ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the one to say it. This whole Tara Claude, Victor from the grave, blah, 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 blah. Now, I had to do nothing <laughs> today. So if anything of that happened, y'all can fill me in. But this storyline is for the birds. One flew over the cuckoo's nest and dropped a whole lot of bird dump on their way. This, I, I'm, And I can say this about most of the storylines on campus right now, but this one irks the crap out of me. Oh, boy. Okay. So when it comes to this Gladys storyline, okay, with the Sasha storyline, Gladys, and all that stuff, I've been very vocal about how I was I was really disgusted with storyline in general because to yep. me nothing was entertaining about a woman getting drugged constantly, constantly. The You know, the conservatorship was about, you know, gambling and everything else like that. Um, the actress who plays Gladys definitely a talent. Um, I hope to see her again soon, somewhere down the line. I wouldn't mind seeing her go toe-to-toe with Victor Newman. I wouldn't mind seeing her uh, go toe-to-toe, literally toe-to-toe. <laughs> yeah, with Sheila. <laughs> I oh, crack yes, myself yes. up. I crack myself up sometimes, folks. Um, no. When it comes down to, all right, I feel as though, General Hossum, you did go over the place. I see what you're doing with Cody and Sasha. I see that you, somebody probably whispered in your ear that Cody, um, that uh, Mac did the same thing to Dominique and, and whatnot back in the day. I'm still on the fence about Cody and Sasha. Give me, give me about two more months and I'll talk to you guys later about it. All right. As far as Sunny goes, I thought there was going to be more of an impact with Sunny and Gladys. I really did. Banishing her from Port Charles, okay, that's fine. But like you said, she still is Sasha's guardian. Okay, mm-hmm. you banish her to live a quote-unquote normal life. She can't gamble anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, I, okay. I felt nothing. And this is the problem, GH, because you're about to, I see it coming, uh, happening again. This was a buildup that should have had really epic proportions of a story. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sophia yep. will get an Emmy nod. And if she doesn't, we're going to talk Emmys, okay? Oh, yeah. But for 
all of this and for that to be the payoff, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yep. It's like yep. Freddie is supposed to be the mobster. Like, he is supposed to be like, okay, I'm going to calm you, Gladys. I'm going to calm you down. Like, I banish you from Port Charles. And right when Gladys so, leaves. Candace, let me ask you this, as you're saying uh-huh. that. Do you agree that it would have been better if something to the effect of Montague grabbed her quickly and got her out, and now they're on, they're on the run and on the chase? And they nope. need Gladys to pay off, be one of the two dies, meaning uh, Gladys or Montague. No, I want Gladys to live, but here's, here's, where, here's where it gets interesting. I feel as though, okay, Montague, bye, he can go. Great guy. He's probably going to get guest performer, nominee. Great guy. Okay. To me, Gladys needs to face a consequence. And the consequence had to be, obviously, like, again, you're banished out of Port Charles. But that means that you're free to roam, all right? You can roam the country. You can roam the world. If I was the writer of the show, I would have Sonny kind of keep, like, have somebody keep an eye on Gladys and kind of scare Gladys a little bit of saying, if you ever think about coming back or if you try to do something, you don't know who, you don't know when, but your whole world can end just like that. Give her some fear that if she yeah. tries something funny, yeah. Sonny's already put it in her mind because, again, you're, you're, in Port Charles, of course, everybody's going to be looking out because of, of Sasha. But when you're out on your own and you see somebody looking at you the wrong way, or somebody is like, is that hey, Sonny's man? You, is that Sonny's right, man? You got yep. paranoid. You're getting paranoid, mm-hmm. especially if you hear somebody saying, hey, do you know da-da-da-da-da? Because you don't know who to trust. You don't know who Sonny knows that knows. You know what I'm saying? So to me, she yeah. is trapped in her own mind. Hence why the consequence, you made Sasha trapped in her mind by drugging her and all that stuff, making her think she's going crazy. Guess what, Gladys? Karma, because now you're stuck in the head, paranoid. You're paranoid, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. That would have been, because I know, because everybody kept saying, well, she should have died and stuff. No, the best way to get back at somebody is to make them think everything is fine, so everything is great, yeah. and yeah. whatnot, until you get that little burden. It's like, wait, he said that. Okay, um, okay, Vinny's over there. Okay, Vinny's kind of talking. Okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything. I don't know. Like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm just going to stay in the house. But even if she goes and gets the house, you don't know. Sonny got the right bug in your house. (laughs) You are trapped in your own world, Gladys. So I wish they would have gone and do that because, again, the payoff wasn't as great, but... At least we're 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 done with this story. Well, this chapter of Sasha's mm-hmm. story, you know. Now we got to move on to the next part, which I guess is Cody and her getting together. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this, you guys. Um, because I'm I'm going to save the best for last. In my opinion, one of the best. Pay, you know. We got. Oh I'm just going to ask this. I'm going to just rip this bandaid off. Finn and Liz. Then it's Fizz. I mean, yeah, Finn. Fizz. Ah. Um, I, I, how are we liking them? Like, like, and then was 
number two, Elizabeth Weber and Finn. Yay, nay, or do they need improvement? Like, where do you stand with them? Because they're really trying with them. They're on a needs improvement. And I say this because we did not get the payoff, yet again, of the storyline that we deserved, that we invested in for almost a year, through, and they threw Finn into this and brought out Ray K. Roku, whatever her name was. Um, you know, <laughs> yep. you, you know my, my, my grandmother always used to say, when you don't have the right ingredients to make a sauce, just throw everything in it and just add more tomatoes until it tastes good. And I feel like, and that, that, of course, now none of us ever cooked that way. That was a joke. She never wanted to give right. her sauce recipe. Um, just that's the sidebar for people who aren't Italian. Um, but throw everything in it and, and just keep adding in tomatoes until it tastes good. Um, they did everything they could. So fast forwarding, now, you know, they found their way back together, and, and it's based upon there's a, a, a flame there and the Gregory situation. Another storyline that they don't know what to do with. They started it for what reason? You have Gregory Harrison, who has chemistry with both of the boys, with both of their girlfriends, with Alexis and one of her daughters. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go into the, the other two in a minute. Um, and Tracy Quarterman. And you're going to kill him off? Or you're going to reverse course and have a deadly disease be a mystery? So I think Fizz, and, uh, Fizz um, there are needs improvement for me. I am not ready to completely give up on them. I like the cuteness between them. I, I like it. I have to kind of build off what you were saying there because I think there's potential, but I think, see, here's the biggest problem is that when they tried it the first time, there were so many red flags against Finn that it's almost like Elizabeth kind of forgot all the barriers and all the boundaries that she kind of over, over, very, you know, in a very new relationship. And it almost feels like um, that it almost makes Elizabeth come off as desperate because, you know, why, why in hell would, what was that? Every, let me give you some history. Okay. First off, Finn has never been without a woman on the show. Right. They tried yep. to test him chemistry with Carly. Um, he has never been without a woman. They immediately throw him into another relationship. Now, yeah. Elizabeth has never had a man who has not rescued her from something. And out well, of I that think... rescue, except well, I... with one exception, Franco, Franco. Baldwin. Yeah, Every she rescued man, Franco. She rescued Franco, right. Um, every yep. other relationship that she has had has been because she was being rescued. And now she is a mother of three, the head nurse. You got, yep. to, you got to mature this character a bit. You, you know, you yeah. want her to be all mature on one side. She also has to have learned some lessons in love on the other side. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Absolutely. No, I, I completely agree with you because – like I said, it makes her seem like Finn is the be all end all because, oh, you know, we were in a, you know, we were in a dispute and he ended up calling my parents about this or that. And it's like, well, he crossed so many boundaries that, you know, why would somebody want to even be in a relationship with him after that? If, you know, like if, if my significant other went and crossed all those boundaries with me, it's like, 
yeah, we could be friends, we could be cordial at work, but why are we going to date? Why are we going to get close? So it almost it does. It almost seems, in my opinion, that that Elizabeth is is desperate. But at the same time, the the actors, um, you know, Rebecca Herbst and uh, Michael Easton have have good have good chemistry with each other. I just feel like their characters could be a little improve could use a little improvement. I think that I think that Elizabeth is I don't know maybe too strong or is giving away a lot of her strength um, by being with Finn, in in my opinion. Okay, that's always been her pattern. It's been a writing choice with this. A writing choice. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to be honest, I do not like the pairing at all. I feel as though this is a pairing we got by default because, again, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to say it. I like, okay, first of all, disclaimer, I like Michael Easton. I've liked yeah. Michael Easton since his days, the days were alive, when he came up to, to Port Charles to One Life to Live and, and everything. Y'all know I love... Rebecca Herbst, ever since Space Cases on Nickelodeon, okay? Before y'all knew yeah. I own General Hospital, that was my <laughs> season, okay? When, my, when she was rocking purple hair, I had a little purple highlight in my hair. That's how deep it was. When you do not have a character, okay, when you have a character on a show that has reached a certain expiration date, you need to do two things. Cut, cut, you know, drain it out, put it in, 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 in the pipe and get something new or double check it or if you can still savor it, you can still preserve it, just let, let it settle, put it in the fridge or something like that. The character Finn, because you're right, every time they try to give him a standalone, it doesn't work. And when I say a standalone, I mean what we're seeing right now with Finn. I'll we'll get to that in a minute. You've had him, like you said, with Carly. Best pairing was Hayden. Yeah. After Hayden left, you didn't know what to do. So yeah. then you go ahead with Anna, and then when the whole thing happened. With Italians with Alexis first. Right, a little bit, a little bit in between. Then you had Elizabeth. Elizabeth is that character that I think General Hospital, I'm going to be honest, y'all take the character of Elizabeth for granted. Because it yeah. is to a point where it's like, okay, she has to always be rescued. And at first, you know, obviously the first rescue was, was lucky, right? And so mm-hmm. forth and so forth. But it's becoming kind of a joke that even – this is how bad it was. Elizabeth Weber's 25-year history of a storyline was more about Finn than her. Yep. And yeah, this is yeah. the problem, GH. You're forcing it. Yes, Michael and Rebecca have chemistry. They do. But it's not a relationship-worthy chemistry. It's more like a friendship kind of chemistry yeah. that you would see on ER or Chicago Hope, okay? Yeah. With Elizabeth, now is the time yeah. for them to beg the other Rebecca to come back and either come back if you don't want a full-on contract, come back for a good six months, play out where have you been, why haven't you been here, get back, to, get to know your daughter again, et cetera, et cetera, and, and sweep Finn back off his feet 
and they can all leave happily and go off to a happily ever if after. Everybody goes to Seattle. So we'll, yes, what? if you can't give Rebecca, I said, if you can't give Rebecca, recast the role. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then because farm them. If yeah. she doesn't want to come back, then get somebody exactly and then farm them off to Seattle because that's where everybody seems to go in the medical field but that works at General Hospital. Send them off to Seattle because there's I mean, nothing right else now, left with them. Well, they have tried right. everything with them. They had him as a detective. They had him as a weird, creepy, uh, you know, uh, a reptile-loving doctor that had drug issues. You've done everything with him at this point. You brought, you brought his dead wife storyline in. His father's dying. He could have been a father. He wasn't a father. He is a father. Right? You know, the father right, slept with his girlfriend right before work. they were getting married. Right. You've done this everything you could with him. Like, this I is think you're right. Yeah, oh, go ahead, Vin. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I don't know why when, when they killed off Silas, I don't know why they didn't just bring McBain back. That, by <laughs> far, in my opinion, was his absolute best character. At that point in time, they had the characters back from Prospect Park. So why did they go in this new, this direction with, with Finn, who by far, nothing against the actor, the character itself is just not getting not over. And well, and with, that, with that little okay. dose of medicine, I'm going to say you need to follow up prescription. They should never have brought, uh, what's his name on? Uh, uh, Austin. My name's today, uh, as Austin, and, and another yeah, phenomenally, right. exactly. phenomenally yep. talented actor. You could have either reversed yeah. the Franco situation, which a lot of people would have been yep. upset about, but a lot of people would have been okay with. You could have either reversed the, the, the Franco situation or brought him back as Todd, because Todd exactly. has some great chemistry and scenes as Todd on General Hospital. Exactly, and Todd and both Todd and McBain had history with General Hospital before yep. before the Prospect Park stuff. So I agree. All right, we got to hit a couple more storylines and then move yeah. on to another show. So, I'm doing my time so thing today. Yeah, this is a top, this is a tie into Finn. So Chase found out via Tracy that Gregory has ALS. Can you talk? ALS. ALS. Yeah. Yep. And Chase is feeling, you know, he's going down a guilt trip, and Finn tells Gregory about, you know, everything. And, uh, okay, I'm good. Okay. First this, of all, this scene, I actually, I actually okay. felt bad for Tracy in this case. For all this, all the stuff and manipulation that she does, this one, she actually did inadvertently. I actually I, felt bad for Tracy. I felt bad for Tracy, but I'm okay. I'm just going to be really hard on General Hospital. I'm sorry. I do not understand, and this is, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want anybody to take offense of it. Please do not take offense to what I'm going to say. I feel as though this is your only way for me to in, invest in these characters. With Gregory Harrison, first of all, is Gregory freaking Harrison. Y'all have no idea. This is Falcon Crest. This is Traffic. Like, he is Gregory Harrison. His character has not been, I don't want to say well-received, but you didn't know how to play him. You didn't know how to play his strengths. You had him be up with Alexis. No offense, Nancy Grown has come through almost everybody. But this wasn't, again, this was sort of a, 
okay, we're cool, but I don't feel any kind of chemistry romantically, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, with sin, you're pushing it because this whole storyline, I saw this storyline two years ago with yeah. Johnny Carrestos and with Mike and with Carly yeah. and Nina and everybody. You're recycling the storyline. At this point, I'm hoping that the twist is, there is a twist. I actually hope it's a twist, General Hospital. I hope it's a misdiagnosis mm-hmm. because if you're going to do this storyline, I'm going to just say it. You're trying to make the character Finn, and I get it. Michael Easton is a leading man, but you're trying to make Finn the next leading character of General Hospital, and it's not translating because, again, there are certain moments of Finn that has worked and hasn't worked. I like Finn and Tracy's friendship. I did. Chase and Brooklyn finally got them to a point where I can actually like them because it took a hard time for me to get back on that train. But I just think with this storyline, with this storyline, just like every other, because when I get too bold and beautiful, I got a big young Russell, I got a bone to pick with both of them. To me, why did we need to do a health storyline to, to, to make us viewers have some kind of um, emotional reaction to Finn. I mean, yeah, is this more about Chase? Yes and no, but this is about Finn too. And I just don't understand why we had to do the storyline. If somebody could sit me down and say, Candace, it's General Hospital. We have to do a health storyline. That's fine and dandy, but I literally saw the storyline a couple of years ago. Well, they just did a health storyline with Willow. So why do they need another one so quickly? We ain't going to talk about that. Cause yeah, we're going to leave that. All right, let's jump to <laughs> Anna uh, Valentine Charlotte, who's killing who. You know, is it, it was the bullet for Sonny. Okay, real quick, I got to say this. I don't know what you are doing, General Hospital, um, but you are Portia. I don't know what you're doing. You have reversed Portia and Jordan like 12 different times already. Um, you are turning her into the shrewiest character in daytime, you know, presence. <laughs> now, Charlotte and the tarot cards, and, uh, y'all don't even know what you're doing with this. Y'all don't know what you're doing with this. Well, maybe the – well, let's look at the end game because maybe it's not – see, uh, Admittedly, I did get this idea from a different podcast, but maybe it's maybe it's Jake who's the one that's manipulating Charlotte. We okay. know that she got the tarot cards from Uncle Victor, mm-hmm. but she's also been around Jake a lot. And if you remember, Jake was originally brainwashed by Helena. So mm-hmm. yeah, another crisis for Finn to solve for for Elizabeth mm-hmm. in a couple of months. But go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I that, that's I guess an unexpected consequence. But yeah, I I feel like it could be the fact that maybe it's Jake the one that's pulling that's pulling the strings now, because we're seeing Jake and Charlotte start to quote unquote date, or as teenagers do, you know, they start to hang out together and what have you. And maybe it was maybe it's going to come out that Jake was the one that set the fire to Anna's house. Um, instead of Charlotte, and Charlotte was the one that just broke into her, uh, you know, as you know, Charlotte broke into her hotel room and destroyed her stuff. Uh, and then the tarot cards alone, maybe it's something that, that triggered the, the brainwashing in Jake, and they're doing it together. 
Okay, let me just go on this one. Please let me go on this one. Okay. <clears throat> I always said that somebody was pulling strings on Charlotte because Charlotte was not the one who did all this. Yes, I know mm-hmm. she probably voted, but General Hospital, here's how, again, you up this up before you get started. If you take a look at the back, when they did the back stuff and everything, we saw, again, a guy. Okay. Now, you said it's Charlotte. Okay. I like, the, I like that you're utilizing Charlotte as a, as a, as a Cassidy. I like it. I've always said that Charlotte was going to do something. Yeah. However, yes, with Jake, there is history that never was touched again, that he was on Cassidy Island along with fake Jason slash Drew. They never talked about it. I will actually have an issue if they, because, okay, I do think there is mind control using those tarot cards. I think because, again, that's what Helena and that's what Victor gave to, you know, Sam and all, the, you know, all that stuff. It is a programming mm-hmm. device. I think there's somebody else outside who is doing this to Anna and using Charlotte. If it's Jake, I'm going to be honest with you, that's just, it's another strike against Elizabeth. Because if we're going to do, see, I need, I, General Hospital, I need to see more Elizabeth and Jake scenes. I really need to see it without Finn, okay? You, you hear me, General Hospital? I need to see Elizabeth talking to Jake and Jake. If we're going to say Jake is the person, I need to see some stuff right now. I need to see maybe Jake is zoned out for a second. And Elizabeth says, hey, it looks like you were somewhere else. Everything okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, like, you know, give us some kind of clue. This yeah. Story, okay. Like, again, do, do, do I think they know who is really behind all of this? I'm going to be honest with you. No, I don't. I just think they're just saying, okay, let's throw this and see if it sticks. I would love for it. Then he trust me. If they actually pull that from it from the history mm-hmm. and bring it into the present, that and also I'm gonna throw this out there. Sure, Shaw could have been brainwashed. Yes, Grandpa had her in that school. Yes, exactly. So to me, I think this might be maybe Shaw Shaw was brainwashed. Maybe she tries to hypnotize Jake or something like that. I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like. And there's tons of Helena history that we'll never know because it all happened off screen. So her and Victor could have re-met up, you know, at many times. Then there's Alex Devane. You know, there's so many ways they could go with this and make it legit, you know, legitimately fit in the history. But I have a feeling it's going to be a major letdown, some weird tie. It's going to be Peter. About... It's going to be Peter. It's going to be Peter. It's going to be Peter. All right, Vinny, anything else on General Hospital, loving or hating, that you that we haven't touched yet? I'm, I'm loving the chemistry between Christina and Blaze. I love yeah. that Blaze is back. I am so excited to see Blaze, um, Blaze on screen because I I actually fell in love with that character when she was on, you know, singing with Chase, and I'm glad they brought her back. And then the chemistry between her and Christina and the nonstop flirtation, I, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm definitely here for that. 
And if they do the right thing with Lois Cirillo and Olivia, now, again, General Hospital, please pay very, very attention. These women have known each other since they were children. They have all known Sonny since they were children. And Lois was Ned's, not Eddie's, Ned's wife. He Mm -hmm. was pretending to be Eddie. So if he gets his memories back and he knows he's Ned, I'm okay. But if you have him remember Lois and he's not Ned, I'm going to flip my trip. Nothing. I'm, I'm going to say something that I like from General Hospital before we move on. And Go ahead. If, I, if I sound a little excited, it's because GHU gave us a payoff. Ladies and gentlemen, it took two years and seven months, took two recasts of Trina, and some good and upside-down writing. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Spencer and Trina finally made love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me clarify something real quick. If you're a fan of Sabrina, you know you should definitely scream and shout to the moon, right? I'm a fan of Sabrina, but I'm also, you know, I'm a fan of the whole show. This was needed. This was needed to a point <laughs> where... Sorry about that. It's okay. I mean, I get the excitement over there, too, where it's okay. We crave for romance on daytime. Love we in the afternoon. afternoon. ABC, you pinned that. You had that as a, as a promo. Love in the afternoon. But the thing is, is that with General Hospital, you also need the balance of a story arc. You need to build up that, the, the characters and the couple. You need to take us for the journey, okay? And you have. And then something happened earlier this year that I don't even know. I can't even explain it. But you gave us two, two characters who we followed. And you actually gave us a romantic, you know, moment. You gave us the first time. Everything was done right as far as the dialogue. And I'm even going to go and say it, too. For Trina to take a drink, that was important for me, right? Because we all know what happened the last time mm-hmm. she, she took a drink. Yep. I love yep. the fact that Spencer was comfortable in his own skin to tell her that he loved her instead of saying it to just Cam and Joss, right? Like they were completely yeah. open and honest with each other. Even though us audience, we've been with, with them, we know how both of them feel. I like the parallel of Trina's daydream that she had when she was with Rory and with Spencer. Yep. I mm-hmm. like that. And General Hospital, I'm giving you extra bonus points because I felt like I was in New York City, because I was this past weekend I was in New York, but you made it like New York City. You gave me, and I believe y'all was trying to recreate Tavern on the Green, but it was really the Bachelor set. I know where y'all was at. But the backdrop was New York City instead of pine trees. You gave us, again, that moment that, if, again, if you're a General Hospital fan, you remember, like, all the characters like that you went on a journey with and they had their first time, right? Like you were, you mm-hmm. remember where, I can't believe I'm about to say this, 
where Emily and Nicholas or Emily and Xander, because that was my couple, or, you know, Jason and Robin or Brenda and Sonny or Liz and Lucky. You know, you were there for those moments that you can remember. Yep. So I want to give kudos to them because, again, whether you're a Sprina fan or not, pull back. There was love in the afternoon. Yeah. It was very well done. But General Hospital, I'm about to shrink you down to size. So see how I did that? Here's what I don't want. Just because you gave us that moment, I still need story. Not for both of them, because they are a couple, but individually. Because Spencer has to deal with the Cassidy stuff. Yeah. And Trina has to still deal with her father. Where's Taggart at? I'll just right. Okay. But if you're going to do this, don't make the mistake of screwing one identity over the existence. They both are individuals. Keep them that way, but also write for them as a couple. So that's what I yeah. truly loved on General Hospital this week was finally a payoff worthy of a round of applause. One more question to you both. Joss and Dex, working or not? I think it's working. It's okay. It's, it's, I'm still I'm 50-50 because I feel um, so they dropped something. They dropped something, and I need for them to pick it back up. I would be fine with, like, this is going to be the test. When Dex's secret comes out or when Joss finds out how Dex was integrated with Sonny in the first place, I want to see how their reaction is going to be. Because it's, it's, we, cause Dex does have a secret. If you guys remember before they even hooked Joss up with him. Yep. Yeah. Michael brought him Michael brought him into the fold. He he didn't want to leave the mob world. He just wanted to continue to work for Sonny. So again, Josh gave up Cameron for Dex. You're in love with yeah. this man. But when something blows up, how is that that's the test. That's how I'm gonna tell you if I'm if, if it's working or not. Because if it's just right now from basing off of like okay, yeah, they got chemistry, yeah, they have sex all the time, and yeah, they're like, da-da-da. Okay, that's fine. But to me, I need to see a hurdle. I need to see yeah. this hurdle that they're about to go through, and then I can tell you. And they could have had, they could have already created the hurdle by taking the flash drive situation in a different, in a different direction. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I honestly, I truly honestly think that's where they were going. Because this was a relationship to recreate Carly and Jason, to give yeah. the mother, the daughter, the mother's journey of understanding, et cetera, et cetera. So you played it too fast. I, I make no bones about that because, you know, they had like three interactions and suddenly they were in love. Um, that was played too fast. I love what you said about the Sprina because we got to feel it. We got to fall in love together. We didn't fall in love nothing. I mean, I was hot. You know, everybody's hot for Dex and everybody's hot for Josh, but we ain't, fell in, we, we ain't fell in love. But, okay, I'll forgive that. But Candace is exactly right. You say you're 50-50. I hate to say this because usually we're reversed. I'm like a, I'm like a 65-30. Wait, 65-35. Yeah. Um, being 65 that they're not going to do it right. And, and that's what right. Josh so I do. Like I said, I like them, but we we need to go through a hurdle first. 
and then we can talk. We do. All right. Days of our lives. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Days of our lives. Well, I'm t- I mean, I'm going to let y'all pick the story to start with because there's so many that I'm just like, I'm like a slot machine. Go ahead, Vinny. I pulled the lever. Go ahead, Vinny. What do you want to start with? Um, all right. So where do we start with the days? Um, you know what? Probably the biggest thing is it coming out that Alex, Alex is Victor's son. Um, although, is it really Alex or is it a red herring and it's really Xander? Considering they're both named Alexander. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead. Do it. Do it justice. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. We don't have enough investment in Alex for Alex to truly be Victor's son. Point blank, period. We don't have enough of, of, of a history with him yet. We have mm-hmm. incredible pieces of history that point completely to Xander being his son. I love what you mm-hmm. just said because I, I was hoping you weren't going to say it so I could pop it out. You know, Alexander is Xander, by the way, um, but yeah. that's okay. Um, I, I want this to be a red herring, and I don't want it to be that Teresa screwed things up. Go ahead, Candace. You're right. Okay. <clears throat> enjoying the story because, again, the history. If you're a Dance While I fan from the 80s, you know darn well why this might have been true, right? Okay. Yep. I feel as though, now look, the character of Alex, I get it. The writing hasn't been really solid for him. But I'm also going to say half the reason that the character's not working is because some people cannot see the actor playing this role but can play another character. Huh. Okay, and that's no shade. That's real talk. This storyline, however, is a setup. It's a, you, again, the history shows that Victor tried to hide the paternity from Justin in order for Angelica with Neil Curtis. You have to know the history to understand why this makes sense. Yep. Currently, we have the same story. Like, again, Alex Kiriakis is a womanizer. He's a scrutinizer. He has his head on his shoulders when it comes to business. He can't stand Maggie, but he wants to, he wants to prove his, his worth. I enjoyed the scenes where Sonny, because I was like, hey, Sonny, what's up, man? When he was trying to talk to Alex. But how can you talk to somebody whose world literally has been blown up? Everything you thought you knew was a complete lie. The fact that Victor did not claim you as a son. What's wrong with me that he doesn't want to claim me? And the fact that he didn't trust Justin with that, that's a double punch, right? So I like the fact that Alex is like his whole world is, but he's like, I'm going to have to prove myself to not only everybody who's always played, but now I'm the king of the castle. I am the king of Titan. I am going to wave and tell people off with your heads, da 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 da, and all that stuff. I enjoyed real quick the scenes with Alex and Maggie. I was I was like so complete. I was like Maggie, baby. I get what you're saying, but Alex also has the right to. But I was like, dang, how did he get a nameplate so fast though? That's what I wanted. But I enjoy it. Meanwhile, you got Xander. 
right? He's dealing with the same situation. He just found out he's the father of a child after somebody told him he wasn't. The parallels to this storyline is so good. It's like, okay, on one end, you have somebody who has a new identity. He's not just his kid. He's Victor, the Victor Curiosity's child. So, you know, your whole, you know, you got to transform yourself, right? You got to prove your worth. Versus somebody who has done a lot of things, who has not, he's sort of like the scum on the bottom of your shoe. And now he, found, he finds out that he's the father. If you do not, again, like you said, the red herring, yes. Because here's another thing. I can easily screw this up by ripping up a piece of paper that contains L. A-L-E. I can totally do that. And, yes, I look at Teresa, and for those who keep saying, I hope it's not Teresa, because Teresa wouldn't do this. Let me remind you, she blackmailed Brady when she hit John and put him in a coma for a minute. Teresa has done some stuff, and plus she can't stand Xander. So oh, no, I am, absolutely. I'm not saying that yeah. I hope it's not no, Teresa no, no. for, for any of those you. reasons. I wasn't, no, no, I wasn't talking about you. I mean, like, people that's on social media saying this, and I'm, that's what I always say. It, when you start watching a show, it depends on when you start. That you when know you the started history. watching, absolutely. Right. And the thing is, is that, look, we don't know what Teresa's been through. We got to remember, the people are still after her, Okay. We got to remember certain things. We have not seen Teresa fully in a very long time. Things happen off screen that could be coming back on screen. She uh-huh. saw it, and she's working her way up to Alex. What does Teresa want? Because the last time we've seen this, she wanted something. There was something in it for her. So I'm, I'm with this storyline. I'm, I'm here for it. Because it's, it's, it's classic. I'm wanting so, more participation from Vivian. Oh, can, can we talk about, can, first of all, can we just give Louise the role of freaking, you know what, next year's guest performer category is going to be stacked. Yep. It's going to yep. be stacked. Yep. Louise Sorella. Sorella. Lifetime Achievement Award. If we can't, for the 51st, can we give her a Lifetime Achievement Award? I'm just asking for a friend. Because this is how <laughs> Dave, Young and Rossless, I must give you some credit. You bring on a character for two to four weeks story arc, right? The, 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 and you make an impact. Karen yep. on Young and Rossless and Vivian on Days of Our Lives. She comes yep. in, first and foremost, again, the parallel. When we first met Vivian, she had a gun. Yep. And this time around, she still had a gun. She locked a bitch in a box and, and, and tossed her on top of it in a coffin underground and tossed her on top of it. But go ahead. Do you know what I've done? I buried you alive. Oh, my God. Oh. Ah. But this guy, that was a storyline. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me a minute. Okay. Anyway, back to the current. Okay. I enjoyed her stay on the show. I enjoyed that she ruffled the feathers between Gabby and Seth. This is what I actually wanted. I actually wanted Gabby and Vivian to have that whole dynamic of, oh, crap, this is going to be my soon-to-be mother-in-law. Well, she technically is mother but she's going to be re-mother-in-law. 
her baby is always going to choose her over you, Gabby. When they, when he they shot Demetri, yeah, okay, I don't know if y'all was the only one tolerant and cracking up, but when Gabby is sitting there, right, and Vivian's like, I don't, what should we do? And Gabby's like, we can just leave him to die. And Vivian says, you know what? That's the first time she made sense. I like her. Like, but then when it was yeah. time to like, but then it was like, well, what would you with the gun? Say Gabby shot him. <laughs> and Gabby yep. was just looking like, wait, what? That's the Vivian I know. That's the Vivian I know. And then she sees John. She was like, my nephew. Come I mean, for the short time she was there, she made an impact. She made an impact. And that's, oh, my God, Vivi. Vivi, Vivi, Vivi. We had Maggie scenes. I just, oh, my God. What did you guys think about Vivian coming? I mean, did you, I mean, I again, I know a lot of people, you want more? Yeah. I want more. I want more. It was gold. There was, okay, there was one little moment. No, no, not even. Yeah, no, there was nothing. I loved every moment of it, and I want more. I, I was just like, when I she was so throwing with Maggie, I was like, oh. oh. I'm just waiting for her to interact with somebody else. I feel as though there was somebody else she should have interacted with. Oh, I, I don't know. That's because I'm like, okay. Adrian. Uh, not Adrian. Um. No, well, no, no. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That scene with her and Bonnie and Justice. When he, when he says, so you got a copycat of your wife? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I mean. No, no disrespect to the other two Vivians who took those high heels for a little bit and played it their way and, and had fun with it. But honestly, the, the writing, they wrote for Louise. They wrote for her. They wrote for yeah. her, Vivian, and it was... I'm just like, woo! Oh. Vinny, what did you think? Vinny, did we lose you? Oh. I'm sorry. I had my... I'm sorry. I had my, uh, I had my thing on mute. Um, okay. But um, honestly, this is my first time meeting the character of Vivian, so I enjoyed it tremendously. I thought that the way she came in just out of the blue, saying that she was still married to Victor as, you know, one of the one of the favorite soap tropes that the, the divorce never was finalized for one yeah. reason or another. Um, you know, and then come to find out that Victor did – did change as well, and she was left out, and, and everything went, you know, to Maggie, and then to, you know, that's when they found out that, you know, Alexander was his other son. Um, uh-huh. I loved it. I I loved it, and you know what? I got to give props to uh, Wally Kurtz because, yeah, you know, fact is is that not only does he play a very powerful and legendary legacy character on days as Justin, and then, you know, we, as General Hospital fans, we see him as Ned or Eddie on, on GH. He is part of two very big legacy families. And in in the Kariakis family, he seems to, at this point now, he's the patriarch. Um, and, you know, he's the one who had to go through so much emotions for 
uh, Victor dying and having and then with the uh, memorial service and then come to find out that he's under the assumption now that Alex is not his son. Um, just so much emotion and yeah, I, I got to give him props. He's a fantastic actor and he brought it. You can feel the emotion when he's when he's on screen and you know i i i am loving that i'm loving days i'm really enjoying my foray and getting into it over the past number of months let me give you a piece of homework we said we'll periodically do this go onto youtube yeah. and look up mm-hmm. vivian barry's collie in a box mm-hmm. okay you, you're probably going to get like, put Vivian buried alive. Just put buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> buried alive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going to get like 37 clips, but but they are well they are well worth going through them all. It was such a masterful. Just that's some homework. Even when she saw, right, okay. she got, um, launch, oh my god. I mean, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. okay. So I'm just going to get this over with. I mean, it's day two, but you know, Emily O'Brien. As you guys know, Jen Lilly came back um, for a mm-hmm. short amount of time as Teresa, and now Emily O'Brien has left Gwen behind. Bye, girl. And because um, we're going to talk about Gwen and Gwen Leo, Dimitri, and all that in a minute. But she's now Teresa. Um, how do we feel about that transition? Based off of so far, again, it's only been two days now, Okay. But with it, and by the way, Days did something that they have not done in a hot minute. If you saw today's episode, they said <clears throat> the role of Teresa Donovan is now being played by Emily O'Brien with the text with the text right on the screen. I was like, um, okay. Well, they did that. They did that for when uh, Greg Vaughn was briefly replaced. I mean, but not as, like, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah you're they right, did. they did. They did, Candace. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump into this. At least Emily has the chops to pull it off. <laughs> True that. Um, at least she has the chops to pull it off. I, I'm not happy with this situation in any way, shape, or form. Um. I understand contract negotiations, this and that, but they could they could have done some creative, uh, some creative bargaining, and played the story out, in, you know, in a way that they could bring Jen Lilly back in a few weeks after her other commitment was up, and somehow put the story, you know, in the in the background, pull something up front, you know, and continue that. Having said that, mm-hmm. like I said, Emily seems to have the top. Um, the transition was very noticeable. It's not like Gwen came in dressed up as Teresa, um, you know, where I think Rob Scott Wilson, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. You know, I'll take him with a banana split and, and, and you don't have hey to get your phone. Um, right but, but I feel like for the first couple of maybe even months, but definitely the first six weeks or so, they didn't know how to make him not um, Ben. And so, and I, I don't want to say Rob doesn't have the chops. I think the writing was, was not good as well for that transition. Um, but, 
but I think she I think she pulled Teresa into her soul and and you know, let's see over the next two weeks till we get back together again whether or not um she really embodies the role. Two days is not enough, but at coming out of the gate, she didn't come back as Gwen dressed up as Teresa. Okay. Vinny, how do you feel about it? Oh, you want me to go? Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I haven't seen Friday's episode or today's episode yet. Okay. Um, my work schedule has been kind of crazy this weekend. So I do have to catch up on it. I, I was listening to Dish and Days, and I heard, you know, kind of like where they literally had a Gwen leave in an airport and then Teresa <laughs> come back on this, in the same airport, you know, yep. and – um, it was obviously the same actor, and I got a kick out of out of listening to that. So I I do have to watch it. Um, but no, I never um, I never actually uh, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really comment on it. Only I was surprised when I heard the news that that's what they were doing. Okay, so somebody who remembered what yesterday was, yesterday was the anniversary, and Anthony you're going to remember when I say this, of the two babes. Oh. Okay. Yesterday was the anniversary. Can you believe it, Anthony? It was the anniversary. No. You didn't celebrate. Yeah. You didn't even send me a card. I'm sorry, anyway. honey. I'll send you some flowers. It's okay. Send me some daisies. So, here's this. Okay. This isn't the first time a soap has done this. Actually, Days has actually done it more times than anybody thinks, but within the same episode, I think this is the second time they've done it because the first time was with Jack, with De- Jack Devereaux. Jack went into the shower as one actor, came out as another, literally. <laughs> Commercial break in between. All My Children, the famous Babe twist. We saw Alexis yep. David as Babe hugging Bobby Eakes' crystal. Literally, Vinny, this actually happened, okay? They had a scene where they hugged, right? It was a commercial break, right? They pull apart, mm-hmm. and babe, and they said the role of Babe is now being played by Amanda Baker. Literally a commercial break about cross toothpaste, and they yep. came wow. back, and they did it. Okay, here's the thing. I get both sides of this whole situation. Unfortunately, Jen Lilly was unavailable, but the show must go on. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't really... Say, I mean, yeah, they could have found a creative way of doing it, but we also got to think about the scheduling, okay? Two, my thing is, is that, all right, it's a business. We got to keep it moving. They had to do what they had to do to, to finish up the storyline. All right, and but I, if you're yeah. going that way, hold on. If you're going to go in that direction, there are so many talented actresses of name, I, I, of I, I, caliber. I know, I know. But, but what I'm saying is, is that, like, okay, it's sort of like, hmm. all right, I'm going to use this, this, this because this actually did happen. This is outside of soap, but, you know, my, one of my favorite bands is NSYNC. Hi, guys, if y'all listening. <laughs> Long time ago, they did this music video called Pop, okay? You know the song, mm-hmm. Sick and Tired of Hearing All These Things. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. Case. Okay. During the dance performance of the music video, Joey Fatone, literally, his leg, his, his ankle broke. And so instead of waiting six to eight weeks, they had to find a creative outlet. They had to find somebody else to do Joey's part. Now, unlike, you know, music videos, you can try to paste somebody's face on somebody's body, right? You can do that. 
But with soaps, you're going to have to do what you got to do. And that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's like when something happens unexpectedly, literally, literally, they was trying to figure this all out. That, that was the creative way of coming up. I get what everybody is saying. Trust and believe. But I also have to look at the time. I have to look at scheduling. I have to look at, like, okay, we can't wait for A, B, C, and D because if we wait and they don't come back, then what do we do then? You know, it's like if you have, like, a target, a target deadline or something, you yeah. can't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to do, especially if it's to usher in another character. Like, we're already in a cycle of a storyline. you got to remember, Teresa is a part of two storylines, actually. So if we don't have her there, then what's the point of the two storylines? Like, she's got right. impact on both of them. So, again, I see, I trust and believe. I see every side of it. I really do. For me, with Emily, first and foremost, there's a video of her the daytime Emmys a couple years ago. And this was actually trending. I kid you not. Homegirl has an American accent. For the last yep. couple of years, yep. she's been, been tapping it back in. She lost her accent when she was 15 years old. And she sounds American. So, first of all, Emily O'Brien, you deserve an award just alone because I've been watching you on Young and the Russell's and on Days singing this whole freaking time. This was all organic. Girl, you've been tapping into that. Bre- Go ahead, girl. You deserve an Emmy just alone for that. But, again, it's a wait and see how she really works and operates because I need to see how she is with other people. And that's the thing when I say about recast. Sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. So we'll see what happens. But I'm curious as to seeing it because we now have Tate. Tate is grown up now. Well, not grown up, but he's, he's, he's bigger now. And he got expelled. And so we're going to see how that dynamic going to going to work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just do this right now. I'm just going to say these, these characters' names and we can just talk about it. Sean, Sean Bell, Talia, who else am I putting this? Chloe and Philip. I've got nothing. I'm disappointed. I, I mean, we know Martha's. I mean, we know Martha's uh, leaving. So Bella's leaving. Uh, bad the call, cast. Dave. Bad call. Extremely Although, I mean. Call. I mean, she would make a good Lulu on General Hospital if that's if that turns out to be the case. Um, no, I. I, okay, I don't, wait. This... Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Nope. 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 Vinny, we love you and Dan. Welcome to Take Two Radio, but no, 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 no. You have had Julie Berman and um. Uh, Emmy oh, Ryan. don't get me wrong. I prefer I prefer Julie and Emmy Ryland is available. And Emmy Ryland mm-hmm. is available. We don't know if Julie is or isn't. I love Martha. I do love Martha, but Martha is not Lulu. Martha is not. I'm going right. to say this. Plus, I don't want Martha. Martha, if you're listening, hi, honey. I don't want nobody else to come over to General Hospital until General Hospital fix themselves. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But back to, this back was to, a okay, really bad call. There were so many things that they dropped with both Sean and Bell over mm-hmm. the last two years. 
There are so many storylines that would have put them into the leading actor and actress category that at this point they should have been moved into. We are yep. talking Marlena's daughter and Fancy Face and, and whatever his nickname was, um, son. They have they have grown up on this show. They they, oh my god! And the one thing that that kills me is I as I was so on board for the EJ, so on board for the EJ storyline to go somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Jan, baby, all of that. They dropped that like a hot potato, too. There is so much storyline to play with these two characters. To throw, to throw it where it's going next. Because I, 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 I see the writing on the wall. I see the writing mm-hmm. on the wall. They're going to put Sean and Chloe together. Who? Oh, Sean and Chloe? Yep. Well, Chloe's leaving. Yeah. And maybe you, you just don't know... That- Maybe we just don't know that Sean's leaving, too. Well, I'm just saying. I heard something. Okay. I don't know. To me, that, that, that story, the, the Bell, Talia, Sean thing, it's almost like they took a step back. Um, yep. Almost like Sean, you know, he had his drinking problems, and you know what, whatever, it is what it is. He feels guilty about putting it uh, – putting his father in the coma. He feels guilty because if it wasn't for his father being in a coma, his grandfather wouldn't have died in the plane crash. He's got all this stuff, all this stress, you know, and and then the, the, to top it all off when, you know, uh, Paul, Pauline gets the mayor's uh, position, she takes him out of the commissioner role and puts race back in. So he's got all this stuff coming at him from every side. It's natural to feel stressed. It's natural to want to, you know, uh, drown your sorrows. But I feel like something was, like, just put there for no reason. Yeah, like, they, like yeah, um, Sean and, and Belle had their problems. They got over them. You know, Sean had his, his therapy with Marlena and all of this, and he felt really good, and then all of a sudden – they get into one argument, and then he goes and gets drunk and sleeps with Talia, and like, there's just, it's just not, it's not clicking for me. Okay, the problem is Talia, and we discussed this. I don't know if it was the last show or the show before. The problem is Talia. That is a character yet again. They they don't really know what to do with, so they keep throwing her in different situations to see what's gonna stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it. This is the nice way. This has not been a recent problem. This has been a forever problem. You have the children of two of the most iconic super couples of daytime, of, of days. And, yeah, that's not an excuse, but it is kind of, an, it's kind of where I'm going at. Bella and Sean like you said, should be leading the next generation of Days of Our Lives. They did it before, but for some reason as adults, they haven't been able to do it because every time there's a budget cut or whatnot, they're the first two on top of that list. Foul Black Chloe. Belle and Sean are that couple that is up and down and, you know, around the mulberry bush. Belle and her infidelity. 
Well, she like her mama. Okay. Yeah. Her and EJ. That and her half sister Carrie. Right. And here's the thing. Belle and EJ actually made me gasp. I gasped when Belle and EJ got together. I me was like, too. oh. I was like, whoa, yeah. I did not see this coming. But I was invested. But then, and think about yeah. it. Wait, think about yeah. it for a second, too. With the whole Stefano obsession with Molina all those years, with all of what the Damaras have put that family through, for them mm-hmm. to break through, that was such a story. That story had so much juice that could have been, you know, poked out of that berry. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do it because, again, nope. you have to have certain self-ingredients. Okay, I'm going to do the biggest part of this. Of this is Sean was raped, folks. He was raped. And the show did not do what I wanted it to, to do. For me, this was a moment where Belle and Sean, because, look, even though it was a serious situation, there was ripples. There was a ripple effect that should have happened with Belle and Sean, as well as yep. EJ. Like, you, you had a ripple effect for Belle and Sean to have had that angst, to have the drama, for Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer to have and give you some good performances. But look, hey, mm-hmm. shows like this. We're just going to put them in a recurring situation. You'll see them every other week or every other two weeks. Okay. With Jan Spears, we're going to move on because, again, that should have been something even bigger. But you forget and you forget. That's what they do. You get the storyline, what's supposed to be this big thing, and they put a nice little bow and give you an ice cream cake to go along with it. Okay, you have Sean feeling guilty. He becomes an alcohol. You know, he's alcoholic. He's, you know, his job is on base. Bell is over there. When Philip comes back, it triggers. Again, the writing is there. The history of Bell and Sean and Philip is right there. Yeah. You have him finally cheat. You have him cheat. He finally slept with somebody else. And you're trying to use Talia, because Talia, I'm sorry, this is no offense to the actress or anything. I'm going to hurry this up because we got to go to the other two shows. But you do not know what to do with Talia. And I already kind of figured, because we, we do have confirmation the actress is leaving, how they're going to probably write her out. Because if they do have her be pregnant with Sean's baby, I'm going to have a problem with that. Okay. With Chloe and Philip, I called it. Anthony, did I or did I not call it? You did. You did? I said on this show, John Paul Lovacia was coming back. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, you have to have Victor's son. And I said, no, this is to usher out Chloe. Yep. When did Chloe, let me ask the question. Chloe, hey, girl, I'm over here. First and foremost, you was in love with Brady. Then you was in love with Stefan when he had a split, divided brain and heart. Then you and Xander had a thing. And I'm not going to lie, in another time, in another life, in another world, you and Xander would have been endgame. Uh-huh. Who is all this for Philip? Because I'm like, oh, so, so you love Philip? Really? You love him? You can't live without him. So you decide to go to New York. Okay, bye, girl. This is my problem, Dave. You do not know how to write for the last, last crew. Point blank, period. Chloe and Philip, Bell and Sean should be the anchors for the next generation, the next wave. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you have not done that. 
at all. To me, if I was writing this show, <laughs> I wouldn't have Philip B. with Chloe. Sorry, Chloe and Philip fans. I'm going to tell you what I would have done. Just to be a tongue-in-cheek person, because we know Ron would do it. Break up Rex and Sarah and have Chloe and Rex be on the plane together. There you go, folks. For the Brady and Chloe fans 1.0, there's yep. the happy ending. With Rex and Sarah, Dave, you, you've lost me with Sarah. You've lost me with Sarah. Yeah, Sarah is uh, got my nerves. Like, it, it's, it's, I'm just really sick of her holier-than-thou attitude, honestly. Like, her trying to keep keep their, you know, uh, Xander's child away from him and all this other stuff and, you know, the whole idea behind, you know, hiding the pregnancy and not wanting to, you know, come clean about the child. It's just, I, that turned me off to the character in general. Uh, just because I'm sorry, no matter how evil somebody is or how many mistakes they've made in their life, nobody should, unless, you know, they're specifically, you know, unless they've really done something to her a child, they shouldn't have, have their child kept away from them. Um, you know, and, and honestly, I I haven't seen enough of Xander's actions to say yay or nay, whether he's a really bad guy or not. All I've seen is I guess this would be his redemption arc, um, mm-hmm. being with Chloe and, and Three point you know, uh, yeah, well, um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole idea behind him, you know, being with Chloe, in my opinion, it looks like he's a stand-up guy trying to make things, you know, do things for the right reasons. So it, I'm just I'm over Sarah at this point. They keep changing her personality. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's come on and off a couple of times. Each time she comes back, they give us a strong introduction, thinking we're gonna get a, a meaty storyline, and it fizzles out, and she goes into Shrillville. Like the, you know, uh, I forget her name in real life, but the actress does Ms. shrill Ms. quite well. Yes, thank you. She does mm-hmm. shrill quite well, but if you're going to do shrill quite well, then make her a bitch. Make her a true bitch, not a holier. They tried this for years with Elizabeth on General Hospital as well, and it never played. That kind of chemistry never plays when, it, you know, when a, when a character like that has done, because Sarah's done some shady stuff in the past as well. So yes, he has. You can't, girl, I'm a doctor. I'm Maggie's daughter. No, no. You pick a personality and stick with it. Right. But we got to move on. Candace, you've let Benny pick, so why don't you pick whether you want to do Bulls or or Young and the Restless? Young and the Restless. Young and the Restless. Go ahead, girl. Okay. Take it away. First and foremost, I said this earlier, guest performer and category is going to be set. My Aunt Mene. Yep. Woo! Yep. She comes back and she got a secret. What she got a secret of, y'all. What she got a secret of. She is the investor, and Jill has flipped her wig. When I say, first and foremost, and I'm going to address this, and again, if you've been a fan of Young and the Russells for the last mm, 40 years, like between 35 and 40 years, 
you understand the importance of Aunt Mamie and Jill's food. I always say, yep. besides Ms. Mrs. Chancellor, Jill and Mamie had a good food. Stuff that they did back in the day, they couldn't get away with today. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Hindsight, you couldn't get away with doing, like, paying somebody out of town and, and everything. You couldn't, you couldn't, I mean, you could, but the way that, that Jill did it. Woo. I like the fact that she was integrated with Lily, Devon, and Nate, because this is what I wanted earlier. For those who keep saying, and I saw a lot of people saying this online, how come Lily doesn't know her? Because Lily made a point to say to Devon, we don't know her like that. That's the truth, in a way. We got to remember, the last time that Aunt Nene saw Lily, and we got to do this, you know, because Auntie's been traveling around the world. Lily was a baby. So, yeah, because of the writers, in a sense, and I'm going to do this, Aunt Mamie has missed out on Lily's life, her cancer, her weddings, her children. They're introducing the Devon into the family. But she knows Nate. I like her little interference when she was, like, looking at Victoria. I'm like, yes! I like the shade of it all. But then it was like, who is she talking to? And, I mean, look. Again, I just like the fact that we have her to kind of be, I'm, younger Russell, I need for her to be the anchor. I need for her to be, you know, the, the family, I mean, she's a barber, you know, like I, I want her, I like her energy, right? Um, yeah. So I'm going to ask you, Anthony, what do you, how did you feel about her and her coming back? And were you surprised she was the secret investor? Um. Yeah, you know what, the thought of, I haven't thought about her in, in a long time. So, yes, I was surprised she was a secret investor, but I'm not surprised now that she's back. You know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. it was, a, good, it was a good, you know, reveal. That was cool. That's sort of like right. Vivian rolling up in, in the room. Oh, we still married. <laughs> that was definitely a good reveal. Um, I agree with you. They need to anchor her in. Uh, I love the energy. I, I love, you know, I, I love that she picked the character back up. Yes, there's a lot of life experience that's going to come filtering out, but the core essence of May May is still May May. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this, though. Okay, even though I love the her being a secret, I wish we didn't know. Like, when I say, okay, we, okay, Anthony, you know where I'm going at with this, Okay. You remember back I know, in the day, but I disagree with you on it, but go ahead. Well, well no. The, okay. When I say that the way, like, I, and I liked it, but I didn't like how it came out, let me, let me clarify it. Okay. I wish All there right. was, I wish I there was a board. I thought you wanted it to drag on for a while. No, no, no. I wanted it to be a board meeting room, like a, a board a meeting, right? Alexis called and me. Jill, right. And Jill is like, I want to know who this investor is, da 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 Oh, that's supposed to see that. And we got Sorry. Victor just saying, you know, calm down and everything. And Devon and Lily is like, well, who is it? You know, kind of like speculating and whatnot. And Jill is like, you know what? I don't think there was any secret investor. I'm going to buy the company. I'm going to do da 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 And she turns around and she's like, oh, my God. And it's Aunt Mamie. I wish we had that old school reveal. Yeah. Okay. Where, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. 
I'm glad yeah. she's a secret investor. I just wish they would have, you know, again, old school soap cliffhanger moment of like, okay, this is somebody <laughs> you didn't think was, you know, going to be it. But other than that, I love it. And I got to say, you know, again, of of the two shows that celebrated anniversaries, um, <laughs> Young and the Restless, you have given us an anniversary year, without a doubt. Yeah. And think about this. Let me see. Was it last Monday? Last Monday, they started at 51st. Yep. So that tells you something. Okay. So, all right. Um, I'm just going to do this. Sally, Adam, Nick. <sighs> I'm so done. I, I'm so done. I'm trying to find one word to say, and I can't do it. All right. <clears throat> so apparently Nick and Sally are over it. We're going to take a break because Adam is still getting to Sally. I've said this many times. I don't understand the writing of Adam. When it comes down to Sally and Adam, Adam, Sally has told you repeatedly she was going to stand stay with Nick. I don't understand what you cannot understand, Adam. Can you not understand the fact that you didn't get picked? Yet again, you have this control obsession of Sally, and it's not helping anybody. Sally, you, for her to be flashed, first and foremost, when they kissed and everything, I was like, okay, that's going to wake something up in Sally. And when Sally was like, I need to, you know, I need to get away, I need to do, to me it's like, all right, Adam, you're trying to conflict Sally. And Sally, you're not doing any favors here by not telling Adam, like, you got to stick to your guns, girl, and say, hey, I don't want it. I really don't understand. Young Russell, this is this is a problem that you have had in a, for a very long time. When it comes to Adam and Nick, not only are you trying to really make this a feud, but you're giving it to the point where it's not just the family company, but it's also the women. Because I wish I could take this triangle seriously. It's just, you know, I don't know. I've seen it with Sharon. I've seen it with Chelsea. I saw it with Stage. If Phyllis slept with Adam, maybe there would have been something. But you're telling kind of the same dialogue of, okay, just because Adam was with somebody, Nick, you go ahead and swoop in. However, Adam, Sally already made her decision. Why can't you leave her alone? Anthony, what do you think? I said I'm I'm so done because you just said it. This is the fourth telling same story. Mm-hmm. And we get no growth. We get no true fallout from the brothers. You know, we get complete enemies. If you're going to go that direction, then pull the final ripcord and do something to make them that final enemies. Or give them the moment where they hash it out, beat it out, get in the mud, get bit by piranhas, and then they can finally be brothers. But stop telling this story over and over and over again with no payoff for it. Uh With no payoff for it. You know, for years and years and years, it was Nick and Victoria 
fighting for Victor's attention, love, et cetera, et cetera. They introduced Adam because finally they heard the masses. Like, we, you keep telling the same story. You got to stop. So they introduced Adam. I think Sally should have smacked him across the face and oh, yeah. said, I know your history. I know who you are. You don't want me. You want the woman that wants Nick. You're a creep. That's what they said. I would have, I would have, I would have. Oh, I would have spilled whatever I was drinking, spit coffee out if it was in my mouth. I would have been jumping up and down. But, you know, we didn't get that. Now, let me ask you the popular question that is on social media right now. Do you think Sally should leave the GC to go back to L.A.? I'm going to go with 65-35 on that. Mm. Honestly, I don't, see, I don't see a future for Sally in Genoa City. Mm-hmm. What else are they going to do? What else are they going to do with her on, the, at, on that at, at this point? So I'm kind of 65, go back to LA, but on, at the same token, what seat are they going to play her with in LA? I mean, I can think of some... I can think of more story options on Bold than, G- than on Young and Ruffles because I think they messed up by integrating her and Nick and Adam. Yep. There was something there, like, and this is the problem. It's like, okay, again, was it a great idea for Sally to come to the GC? Yes, because, again, you could have had her had a few with Phyllis, Summer, integrated her with Chloe, with Chelsea, there was other options out there, you know, like there was, you know, uh, Adam, there was a cow. There was at that time, oh, what was that baby's name? Theo. Like you could have done something, even Chance. You could have done something with Sally, but for some reason, it's just you just put her in that bubble with Nick and Adam. And she's yet again, she's, they're sacrificing her for Adam and Nick, and I don't, I don't get it. And speaking yep. of Adam, so Adam, oh, baby, Adam found out that he was going to be Nate's assistant. <laughs> but he's yep. also working with Jack, saying that he got some dish. But at the end of the day, Adam still is wanting the one thing that he's never, ever, 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 ever going to need. Ned's going to get it like his book says. Not this time. Is he wants to be loved. Cue the music, Anthony. He wants to be loved by his And all he wants in his heart of hearts, he just wanted to be all his love and his approval. And he wants to be I'm so over this song and dance. It ain't even funny anymore. Yeah, honestly, the only thing, the only thing that they have left for Adam to do is sleep with Nikki. <laughs> Don't put it out there. Don't put that out there. <laughs> I mean, okay. <clears throat> I always get in trouble when I say that Adam is not needed on the show, right? But there's a reason I always say that he's not needed because, to me, 
it's, if you're going to continue to write him the same way every other week and every other month without moving forward, then yes, what is he needed for other than being the punching bag for the Newman family? Please explain that to me. How does that make me interested in this character? I feel as though the writing of Adam Newman has suffered for the last year. This is not a dig at the actor. Trust and believe. It's not. Nope. I agree with but you 110 Right. But at the same time, it's like the character is like Charlie Brown and Victor and all of them are the Lucys holding the ball. And what happens when Charlie Brown comes running a blazing? falls flat on his butt, and everybody laughs and points at him. The writing for Adam needs to be better because when they said he was Nick, he was going to be Nate's assistant, I said if he does not go off, because this is what I would have done, take that job and shove it. How does Nate yep. get to be in charge of this where I have an MBA? I worked my butt off. Dad, if you don't want me to be, if you want to teach me a lesson, that's fine. I'm fine with that, but I'm not going to be here and take any more. I know that I will never be the favorite child, but I work hard, and I'm not going to work underneath somebody who, who was a doctor one day and became a businessman overnight. I'm not dealing with it. I got to go. Bye. I want Adam to be that character where you have to take him back to that darkness for him to be two steps ahead of his own father because the problem that I'm having with the character of Adam is you're letting him lose too easily all the time. Victor is always going to be Victor freaking Newman. He will always be Victor freaking Newman. Victoria Nicole Newman will always be Victoria Newman, you know, uh, Nicole Newman, right? Abby's on her own island, so she's good. Nick will always be Nicholas, you know, Kristen Newman. But Adam has to be that child that is cutting the ties. He's like, you know what? I can't keep doing this anymore. It's, it's stressing me out. I can't be a Newman child right now. I'm going to do my own thing, my own terms. But you know, but something, right that, something that you said before spurred something in my brain. Because honestly, mm-hmm. there, have been, there have been a couple of moments in the last two years where Adam and Phyllis could have teamed up. Right. I'll, help you get, I'll help you get yours. You help me get mine, and, and and kind of still hate. Well, they don't hate each other, but they, they there is you know there's no right, fondness. Right, they have some mutual yeah, yeah. But you know, I help you get yours. You help me get and you help me get mine, and along the process, some heat and sparks start to fly, et cetera, et cetera. That's what they were going at. That, that's what remember they were going down that road, and yep, for some strange reason, two spots where it could have happened. That's why I said, that's why I always say, Phyllis could have been a one-night stand. That's it. Actually, the way that Audra, y'all messed Audra up for me too. The way Audra yeah. is like, okay, Tucker has Audra doing his bidding by sleeping with Kyle, even though Audra's not supposed to. You could have had that with Adam because this Adam, I'm just like, okay, yet again, he's going to lose. He's going to lose. So real quick, because we're short in time. Let's just head over to the Bold and Beautiful because we got some stuff to talk about. We do. So, all right, the number one topic on everybody's tongue is Eric. So we find out that Eric is sick. He is coughing up blood. He is trem- his hand is trembling and everything. He has to do this last fashion show. His life is on the line. 
Anthony, real quick, how do you feel about this Eric medical health storyline? Why? You had a juicy enough storyline making him, I'm going to get mine again, you know, and then throwing the grandchild in. You had a good enough storyline there. Why do you have to throw a medical one into? That's my opinion. My opinion is the same. Because Young and Restless, General Hospital, and both, you have a problem going. All the older people are somehow sick. I understand that when somebody well, gets all sick. All the medical conferences for, you know, 51 out of 52 weeks a year. Go ahead. Right. But it's just like, okay, you got Gregory over there. He's sick. Now, also, Victoria, Victoria has noticed Victor's outlash, and so we're probably going to think that she's going to say something about dementia or something. And then you got Eric, right? Again, like Empty said, on Bold and Beautiful, you could have had a great story of Eric not feeling like he's been respected. Because like you yep. said, everybody walks in his office, everybody is doing this and that to something that he created from the, he built the, he built the company from the ground up, as Victor Newman would say. You could have had it where it honored the history of the fact that Eric and Ridge, Ridge has always thought he was better than Eric. You did not have to do this. But then again, hindsight, take it back a bit. Let's take a look at the picture here. Anthony, you know exactly why they're doing it. It's that time of the year again. It's in yep. real time. Yep. I'm not saying that John McCook isn't. Like, to me, this is the one time where, look, I love John McCook. Y'all all know that. But, again, it's sort of like you can't really invest in this because, again, you know why they have to do this. But at the same time, they didn't have to do this. I saw people saying you can't be mad at Ridge because he doesn't know what's really going on. I'm just like, But to okay. jump back to your Young and the Restless Sally thing before you go into another direction, that would have been a perfect bring Sally back to L.A. All right, yeah. we're going to go off and start our own. Let's bring Sally in because, A, she's got talent. B, she's got that fire. C, the history with RJ. D, she got screwed over over and over and over again. And you know Eric has a heart. Katie, etc. He's got yep. a heart for, for rescuing the young women. So it, that would have been a perfect way to usher her back in and think about the juice in the storyline if they would have went in that direction. Yep. But you, yep. you chose that one. So we got that going on. Then you have um, let's see. Hold on. Oh, the other storyline. So, you know, Steffi took, because of Sheila, to another country. Finn is still feeling the consequences, and he's about to gain a new stepfather. Because guess who's getting, getting married, Anthony? It's been a long time Sheila coming. Sheila and Deacon. Yep, they're getting married. Joy, yep. Joy, happy Joy, Joy, happy Joy, Joy. So Finn today, did, did you watch it? Did you hear about it? Did, did, I didn't see today. Okay, let me tell you what happened real quick. Finn grew a pair of balls. He found right. out that Deacon and Sheila are getting married, and he was like, what? And Deacon was like, well, Sheila has, you know, changed the new leaf and everything. And Finn was like, she's still the person that is responsible for taking the one thing, well, two, well, three things away from him, and that's his family. Yep. Why don't she go and leave somewhere? Oh, I don't know, back to General City. Yes, folks, Finn said Sheila go back to General City. And Sheila is like, but I really changed and I really love you. Then kind of went off. Now, what's interesting is, is that um, in the midst of all this engagement stuff real quick, Hope doesn't know until that was the cliffhanger. Finn says, so did you hear? Did you know? And Hope says, what, is, what are you talking about? 
So I guess Finn is going to be the one to tell her that uh, Sheila and Deegan are going to get married. Now, speaking of Hope and everything, real quick, Hope told Finn, which I was, like, enjoying the scene, by the way, her POV about Thomas. She said, why can't somebody just love her and her only? And she did say, Anthony, check this out. This is what she said. She said for years she had to watch her mother be with a man that had a divided heart and not just love her for herself. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I've been asking for for a whole two years of either or hope to say that because it's true. She does not love, okay, does she love Thomas? No, she does not. Does she enjoy Thomas? Yes, she does. There's a difference. And for those who are saying, real quick, Thomas should know better. Thomas is having the best time because he got what he wanted. But the real truth, like everybody is saying, is it's going to affect his psyche if Hope doesn't if she doesn't return the love or feelings. It's not always about sex, folks. Even though right now it is. Anthony, you close this out. What are your thoughts about this? Okay. My thoughts are I think we are going to see the buildup of Hope and, and Finn becoming friends, becoming, uh-oh, there's a bit of chemistry, and whoops, Steffi's going to sweep back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't even have to say it because we've covered this in other areas on uh, for the last five years on this show. Um, <laughs> the writing's on the wall, Bo. You played the card out already. Um. And honestly, I think there should be more meat to the Thomas thing. And then why can't they bring in someone new? Bring You are in L.A. There are not seven men in the entire city. Bring in someone new. Well, they have somebody new. Yeah. Huh. You know they're going, you know they're going hope. You know they're going hope then. Well, uh, if I don't they're know not step-siblings. If what? If they don't become step-siblings. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that – it would not be the first time that step-siblings became lovers in the soap That's universe. True. That's true. Hi, that is hi, Ridge, and, hi Ridge and Bridget. Hi. Just saying. Yep. It's, it's going to be interesting because I also think – I'm going to say it. I think they're also setting up a whodunit storyline as well. For Sheila? Yep. Mm. Think well, about that's it. kind Everybody. of sad because I'd love to see both her and Deacon roll back into Genoa City. 60 I seconds, like to... kids. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mom. Okay. <laughs> just like the Waltons, we just want to say goodnight to everybody, Vinny, and, and of course, Anthony, Pam, David, Queenie. Um, thanks to everybody for listening to us. Um, we will be back in two weeks to talk about more about daytime dramas. Until then, check out out on Block Talk Radio, and you guys have a blessed, blessed evening, and take care, and go feed the fish. Good night, good night. Keep walking. Thank you. Thank you, Candace love. and Anthony and Vinny. Love y'all. Love, love you, you right back. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye.